Buckeye football's almost here. We hit the recruiting trail, and I may consider joining a monastery if I lose another prop bet. All that and more next on Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. I apologize for absolutely nothing. Like, people do not understand how much this rivalry means. I'm talking complete devastation in Ann Arbor. And the Buckeyes are in the CFP. Can't say honking sausage on the air. What's up, Buckeye Nation? And welcome back to <laughs> Dotting the Eye with Davis and Jack. I'm usually the positive person, but that was hot garbage. Oh my God. I'm probably going to lose my freaking job. Dude, are you serious? That's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. I'm sorry, dude. This is not Michigan State. This is Ohio State. We either win or die trying. Go, Bucks. OH. What's up, Buckeye Nation? And welcome to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. We got so much to talk about. There's so much going on in the Ohio State football world. It is August, man. That means we are like two steps and a hop away from football season. I am freaking excited, dude. Tell me you are too. Oh, yes, sir, man. It is that time of year where I'm kind of bummed out because, of course, I'm still on my summer vacation and I got like less than a month. I got to go back to work. Hey, you know, Mm -hmm. deal with it. But... (laughs) It also reinvigorates me knowing when I go back to work that we get football season. Uh, I mean, Ohio State's starting their fall camp this Thursday. Um, There's a lot of interesting storylines that we're going to be looking at this year. Uh, Notably, you know, who's going to quarterback this team? I know Kyle McCord is kind of mainly the favorite, but you have Devin Brown on his heels. And I've actually heard really good things about Lincoln Kineholtz. Like, I mean, I don't think he's in the running for a starting job right now, but from what I'm hearing, I mean, he may be the real deal out of South Dakota. So, um, also a healthy running back room. Finally, um, what is this defense really going to look like? Marv just being Marv. I mean, did you see those pictures on Twitter that they've been putting yeah. out? Good Lord. Like that boy hit the weight room and then the weight room hit him back or something. I mean, yeah. he, he is looks good, man. He's, he looks, I, I hate using comparisons but he looks like megatron yeah i mean he does let's just hope he doesn't retire that early <laughs> I, that, listen yeah, that's nfl i'm worried about him this season but you know there i'm not going to say anything negative but let's just hope that we have a successful camp and we come into the season full strength absolutely and dude since you hit on the head of it one of my topics today was going to be lincoln kind of so i think there's no better segue uh, than you bringing it up on your own. Um, dude, have you have you been reading the articles on this kid? I have about the – well, he's Gatorade player oh, – not Gatorade. What is it? USA player of the year? Uh, yeah, boys. Boys – well, the one that I just saw, I think it was yesterday, was that he's the boys high school athlete of the year nationwide. Yeah, that's number one nationwide. Now, of course – you, you have to take it maybe with partial grain of salt because think of where he's playing. It's not like he's playing in Florida or Texas where you know uh, the competition is going to be a lot more difficult. But still, I mean, in a, what, six, seven-month span between football, basketball, baseball, pretty much running those sports in his city, in Dude, his state. He's batting 472, and he's got a 1.24 ERA. Okay, the Yankees didn't do diddly shit at the trade deadline, and I'm thinking about calling them. <laughs> You know I would I mean? too. <laughs> At least put him in the farm system. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. I, I, honestly, reading about uh, all that stuff and then all the things that Ryan Day had to say about him, how he just kind of came into the system and has been just like 
assumed by it. You know what I mean? Like he just fell right into it. Like Ryan Day said, it was almost easy. You know, he just fits right into it. And that makes me happy. Plus he's a running style quarterback and I've come to enjoy that as well. So he's, he's in an interesting place because we know we're going to get a starter out of Kyle McCord or Devin Brown for this year. And it could go interchangeable back and forth. And I would just have to assume that one of those, if not the same one, is going to be the starter again next year. Yeah. Of course, I'm assuming that because we don't exactly know what we're going to see in the field this year. Um, so I'm trying to think where is Lincoln Kineholtz, if he is that kind of player, where is he going to get his opportunity? Because in 2024, we have Air Nolan coming in. And he is really kind of the one we're looking at where he's more uh, of that dual threat um, athlete kind of quarterback that, you know, we're going to be hoping to kind of get out of. And I'm not sure where uh, Lincoln is going to fit into this because, I mean, it, it is an embarrassment of riches that we typically have on offense at Ohio State. And I mean, you know, most notably losing Joe Burrow and we saw how that went. So, you know, we I think we're a little more skittish of, hey, what do we have in a closet here that you know, we could put on the field and if we don't, we might lose them and find out it was probably our better option. So I don't know, but we're, we're still in a good position, but I do find it interesting where he exactly is going to fit in, in this time frame that he's going to be at Ohio state. Well, there's people out there, man, from the articles I was reading that think he's going to beat out Aaron Nolan. Well, I wouldn't say beat him out, but I wouldn't say beat him out, but if you're on campus, you're ahead of him and you are close enough in skill level, he's going to get the nod just because he's an extra year in the system and he knows it and he's he's kind of paved the way. I'm not saying he's deserved it just by being there next year, but if they're that comparable, then he's going to get the nod over Aaron Nolan. The only reason Aaron Nolan would come in and start over him or Devin Brown or Kyle McCord or someone else and start his freshman year is if he comes in and he's just lights out better than everyone. And I don't know if that's the case because, I mean, Kyle McCord's still a five-star athlete. He's been in the Man, system now know, going three years. Devin you know Brown. How tired I am of hearing that, though. I'm so tired of hearing that. He's a five star athlete. Who gives a rat's? Dick? And you know what? You're right. That those ratings really don't mean anything once you're on campus. And show me, you know, it now it's show me what you can do. I don't care what your rankings or what your ratings are. I understand that, and I agree with you. I'm just saying we don't know exactly what we have yet. And that I, dude, I could only that scare you some though. That scares the hell out of me, man. Okay, did. We... Yes and no. Yes, because this is the first time under Ryan Day that we really don't have a front runner and someone that we really believe in and someone that had legitimate backup experience. For, I mean, CJ was kind of that way, didn't really have much backup, but CJ was kind of the guy, right? After Justin Fields left. Like, it wasn't much of a question. No. This time, it's it's wide open. And I have, and I can't, I haven't heard enough yet to make me believe that this competition that they can't decide yet is because they're both that good or because they're both just too close. And it's not necessarily because they're both that good, but it's like, what's maybe the lesser of two evils? I don't think either one of them is going to be bad, but I don't know if it's, you know, is this a battle of two elite quarterbacks? I don't believe the people in Buckeye Nation that are saying that they believe in Kyle McCord right now really believe in Kyle McCord. How could you? Uh, you know, I, I am a person that is very factual. I want to sit down, assess the facts. I like analytics. I'm a huge baseball fan, so numbers are what what gets me. And I don't know how you could look at Kyle McCord right now, and based on what you've seen, 
tell me that you believe that he's going to be a successful quarterback. I believe in my head that the people have faith in Ryan Day. I think that people think, okay, Ryan Day is going to say that he's the guy. You know, Ryan Day would have gone out and got somebody, or Ryan Day would have done something different if he didn't think that he was the guy. So I think the faith lies in Ryan Day, not in Kyle McCord, because I don't know, based on the sample size that we've seen and the mop-up duty that he's played, how you could ever form an opinion thinking that he's going to be, you know, a good quarterback at Ohio State today. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, we're just going to have to wait and find out, I guess. But you know. well, I don't want to wait and find out. I want to know today. So <laughs> let me let me ask you this, and I. I I mean, we're still assuming an awful lot with it with this hypothetical, but uh, not really a hypothetical. But I'm I'm going to ask your opinion right now before you even know anything through camp or anything else. Wh- who would be your decision and why? Who would you want starting this year? Uh, to me, it, d- it depends on one thing, and you you know what that is, man. I believe that we're going to have some problems up front. I believe that. Now, I'm not saying those problems won't pan themselves out. Uh, in you know five games into the season, and maybe we get some cohesion there uh, that we didn't have before. But I think there's going to be some growing pains in the offensive line. I think it's going to hurt the running game slightly, and I think it's going to hurt uh, Kyle McCord as he takes over the the uh, quarterback position. I think there's going to be a little bit of growing pain there. So, do I think that Kyle McCord deserves a shot to be the starting quarterback? I do. Do I think that there's a possibility that he doesn't end up being the starting quarterback? I also do. But I think that if our offensive line uh, gels together and we can figure it out uh, within the first four or five games of the season, Kyle McCord, your starting quarterback. And that's what you want. I've said your opinion. No, that's not what I want at all. Well, that's That's when I asked you. I said, what's your opinion? Who do you want starting? Can you repeat the question? Oh, my God. (laughs) Who do you Uh, want want starting? Yes. Who do you want right now? Devin Brown. If if you made the decision today, Devin Brown. Yes. All right. And that is based solely on the fact that I have become – uh, more of a, I like a guy that can run the ball a little bit more. So really think back. Okay. When you think running quarterback, okay. The last true running quarterback that we had was probably, I mean, Justin Fields really probably was, he ran quite a bit, but really is J, but really is JT Barrett. No, that is a running athlete. I'm talking about running quarterback. Well, he played quarterback, so. Well, he stood there. Anyways, still, let me ask you this, too. As much as Justin Fields ran and everything, too, he also played a decent amount of his Ohio State career hurt in some facet because of how much he ran. I, in a perfect world, would like a quarterback that runs less than Justin Fields, and I don't need the big, long, flashy run plays and everything. I just need someone to be serviceable, more like Joe Burrow was in college. Um, not really taking a much, a bunch of the hits and, you know, flashing and having a ton of rushing TDs as a quarterback, but someone that I can trust will still get the seven in front of him when he sees it. Now I don't and, need him to be Terrell prior, but I want him to be a threat. Well, I don't even need him to be a threat personally. I just I need do. him something to else. Be, the defense got a plan for man. I love having a threat, back but there. I think once you have a quarterback that can become that threat. That means that's your more flash. That's your Lamar Jackson. That's your Kyler Murray. That's your, you know, the, those style of quarterbacks. And all of them get banged up, man. All of them do. It never fails. And as much as we give CJ Stroud crap, besides a shoulder issue, he never played hurt. 
And it's nice to know if we can keep a quarterback upright and keep him out of harm's way, we can have a healthy quarterback for an entire season. I mean, I'm not going to pussyfoot around playing football because I'm scared of injuries. Well, that's unfortunately I mean, a, the most important role on the field. Yeah, but you can you have a don't guy have get, an injury at. You can have a guy barrel roll into his leg. Dude, well, he can hurt so listen, many ways. I'm just saying, like, I understand, why dude. I'm just okay. Facet? This is my damn opinion, so I don't care if you. Well, agree I'm just with saying, it. but why would you give up that aspect of the game because you're scared of injuries? If you're scared, go to church, bud. This is football. I did go to church. Okay, <laughs> I did last two Sundays in a row. Well, I then pray for the health of Lance Harbor. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so I guess what I'm trying to get at, though, is I'm I cannot decide one way or the other. I would actually be OK with either decision. So well, I don't really have do an opinion. Want? Well, I don't know. Dude, what do you want? Ah, it's it's not that simple. <laughs> um, you have to pick one right now. You have to pick one. You're Kyle McCord. You are Ryan Day. Who you Kyle pick? McCord. Why? Um, I feel like there has to be something there with the fact that he played high school football with Marv, and there's some sort of connection they have. Kind of. I'm not going to say it's on the level of, you know, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes kind of thing but i mean it's one where you know i feel like in a bind in a pinch they can kind of read each other's mind and know what to do and i don't think he has that with devin brown i think that's think- a key important part and i also think that kyle can still be mobile when necessary and get what's given in front of him and slide and get down and keep the chains moving i just feel like he might be our more consistent option while I feel like Devin Brown could be the flashier, maybe higher ceiling, but more inconsistent. And I think with like all the playmakers that, we have on the field, consistency is what we need. I was going to ask you overall, because you, you kind of answered it, but I guess I want to hear it more straightforward. Do you feel like he has better intangibles than Devin Brown? Do you feel like he's a more complete player than, than Devin Brown? Depends on what intangibles you're talking about. I mean, I'm it's not about, just passing and running. It's also being able to read a defense. It's being able to make yeah, smart that's decisions. What I'm Overall, it's be, does he have it's better be, intangibles? I don't know all the different intangibles. We, it, I'm guessing on the intangibles. I'm guessing okay. on absolutely everything. If Let's I were to guess, I would Nobody, say Devin Brown has more intangibles. So you're starting a team today. Nobody knows the playbook. Nobody's ever been on campus. And you got to pick one. Who you pick? Devin Brown. Okay. That's kind of what I was getting at. I see where you're going. I think uh, I understand why you're picking him, but I wanted to hear you say it because you've said it before. Yeah. So I I like Devin Brown a lot, and I think he might be the better quarterback in the long run. But I feel like right now it's probably Kyle McCord that is going to edge him out and probably be the more consistent option. Um, I think it's also for in the schedule that we have this year, I mean, I think both quarterbacks are going to be important. I mean, we have not an easy schedule. We have on the road at Notre Dame. We have at Wisconsin. We have Penn State at home. We have at Michigan. Um, You know, we do not have an easy schedule. And I feel like this – I'm not saying that these quarterbacks should be splitting, but I feel like if Devin Brown is as much of an athlete as they say he is, then there should be some specific packages built just for him. And being able to put that option out there 
should help us in the long run with this season. I mean, well, what do you say to a lot of people that don't like that? That don't I, like it, it's not okay. Quarterback. I'm not saying that it would be a two quarterback system. I'm just saying that there would be packages for a totally different quarterback. So let me ask you this: What do you think they did in 2006 with the Florida team? I didn't ask that. I said, "What do you say to people that don't like that?" That's what I would tell them. I'm telling them, "What did they do in 2006 with the Florida team that won the national title?" Tim Tebow had some packages, but it wasn't a split quarterback. It wasn't his series, my series, his series, my series. It was Chris Leak's football team and Tim Tebow would come in with several packages in the red zone and here and there and it worked and I feel like there's potential for that in this situation and more importantly that's going to give Devin Brown time with the ones and keep uh, in key times during the season that if we do need to rely upon him he's getting experience because Devin Brown has zero experience in a college game with the exception of major major garbage time when he's handing it off yeah, because he was third string last year, so he barely sniffed the field. Well, to be totally honest with you, Kyle McCord has zero experience. No, he doesn't. He started he did, the game two years ago. I dude, for the most part, he's played mop up duty. I don't consider that. You you can't tell me that that little that, amount. Listen, that he played. I don't care. That, first of all, he didn't play well. Some, it's still some experience, man. He got it uh, under the lights at home in front of a hundred thousand people and started the entire first half. He that's some experience. You can build something off that. Devin Brown has nothing. Well, Devin, Brown, Devin can get Brown by week two. Do what? He can have the same experience as him by week two. Then, if he gets it, start sure. against Bowling Green for a half. Then he's got the same experience as Comicore. I mean, sure. I mean, if we're we're just doing it mathematically, but I mean, I just I feel like Kyle, uh, Kyle McCord is better prepared to start from scratch, kind of, than Devin Brown. Do I think Devin Brown has a higher ceiling? Yes. But ultimately, I think Kyle McCord is probably your more consistent, safer play. Because we don't look, – look at all the weapons that we have around us on offense. We do not need a Justin Fields or someone crazy. We just need someone reliable that can distribute the ball and not turn the ball over and make the right reads. I think my point And let the playmakers thing, do their job. My point in this whole thing is that we know just as little about – Kyle McCord as we do about Devin Brown and anybody that says any different is full of shit because I'm telling you this much right now other than some spring game follies and a couple of cleanup duties and a first half of a game where he didn't do much you don't know shit about Kyle McCord and neither do I and we don't know anything about Devin Brown either that's what I'm saying that's why I'm scared to death of the quarterback situation everybody's like oh he'll be fine we got all these uh, weapons we got yeah that only matters if you can get it there that only matters if you can stay upright you know, all I just, those things matter. We, we haven't I, seen it. I agree with you. I just find it hard. I bet you do. To No, don't do it. <laughs> I find it difficult. I got to watch my words when I'm on with you. It's been a few. It's been a few weeks. <laughs> I find it difficult that Ryan Day would allow for subpar quarterback play to be on the field. Because that's he's he's never had subpar quarterback play on the field. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud. Dude, I feel like the guy on uh, on uh, Happy Gilmore on the putting green. He's like it's up and down and around. Okay, you just came right back into my point, my original point. You have faith in Ryan Day. You don't have faith in the quarterback. I didn't say I didn't have faith in the quarterback. It's you said just I have un- a hard time believing that Ryan Day would put a, an inferior quarterback on the field. Right, right. So you have faith in Ryan Day. You don't so have, I have faith, faith in, in Ryan Day. I didn't say I didn't have faith in Kyle McCord. I mean, it's just unknown. 
You know what I think it is? I think you just can't stand to give me my give me my kudos there because you there walked was, into my spider no, web. There is no kudos. Spider web. It goes web. up what and is, down and around. What is this to catch it's a, a predator? <laughs> I mean, it's Jesus. a circle. Feel it. <laughs> oh my god you're you're pulling out every movie reference today listen neither one of us are wrong i think there's just different trains of thought i still believe that either quarterback we put out there is going to be good enough with what we have surrounded around him that he's going to be successful i mean now, i i have to believe that you're right because I, I do have faith in ryan day um i'm just scared dude because i'm scared of the unknown well, and yeah, you know what I the mean, sample size that I got? Ryan, we've never seen Ryan Day put a bad quarterback on the field, even when he was offensive coordinator. We've never seen it. I mean, he did have to work with JT Barrett, um, but that wasn't really his fault. But you but know after what? To that, be, we haven't seen bad quarterback play. To be fair, I felt the same way about CJ, and you know it. Well, so, you, were, you know what I mean? You, you were, I, I am it a, took you a while to come to CJ Stroud. It you did, were not it on CJ. me a while. I mean, and I'm saying, like, I, I feel the same way today. I feel like, you know— I guess it's because we had, we've had some really good success with quarterbacks, uh, you know, Justin Fields and back, um, that I felt a lot more comfortable going in, into the season on most of those quarterbacks, where I just didn't have that feeling with CJ. CJ was an unknown, and I feel like Kyle McCord's a bit of an unknown too. Right. And yeah, I mean, I had the same anxiety that I had before. And dude, like I said, I hope he's a gangbuster. I hope he goes out there and just torches everybody. But the unknown scares me, dude. Now, and, and I'll always voice that. Well, I'll leave you this before we change topics. It's going to be a very interesting year on, let's say, whoever starts for the first few games and they just look okay. How difficult do you think it's going to be for not only the quarterback feeling pressure, knowing that at any given time he can be replaced by the backup, and how much pressure Ryan Day is going to feel from people if, if whoever he puts out there to start for the first handful of games is just not really doing it. You know what I mean? Like well, it, I'm gonna, it, I feel like the plug can be pulled so quick this year, and I don't know how much faith and how much leeway he's going to be giving to whoever he calls the starter. Well, and and how quickly urge, the the plug could be pulled. And I'll, I'll tell you least, what, that and that's no way to be a starting quarterback is looking over your shoulder, worrying if I make this mistake, am I going to get replaced? That doesn't make you play free. That makes you play tight. I agree. I, I would just urge Buckeye Nation to not do what we did next year, last year, and I'm and I am more guilty of it than anyone, man. Let's let it play out. Don't try to kick him out of the starting quarterback position in the first drive. He's going to make some mistakes. It's going to be rusty. I'll be honest. I I don't see him just coming out and torching. It's going to be a minute. There's going to be an adjustment period. And I think Buckeye Nation as a whole needs to accept that. Now, by the time that we play an out of, out of conference game versus Notre Dame, we better have it ironed out. But I'm saying. For a couple of games, everybody's got to back off a little bit. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that's a good segue into something else I want to talk about, sir. Fuck Michigan. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I You're like kidding to talk about, about that? No, I wasn't kidding about that. I just felt <laughs> it's, it's been a while since we've been back on, dude. I'm really getting to the football mode. Yeah. So I'm really feeling it today. I, I have a – I'm sure we'll we'll have – have a spot at some point, but I have a whole thing. I want to talk about this rivalry all over again. Oh yeah, we have to, it's a huge uh, deal. Um, without getting too much into it though, we need to have an episode discussing, you know, the things that, uh, you know, were said by Ryan day about the Michigan, uh, the moving Gene of the Smith. Michigan game possibly. Yeah. Gene Smith. Um, you know, and just in college football landscape as a whole, man. 
Yeah. But uh, moving on real quick, I do want to talk about the gigantic uh, get that we got. Kaboom, bub. Uh, four-star cornerback Aaron Scott Jr. from Springfield, Ohio, dude. 6'2", 190. And uh, if you've watched this tape, dude, one hell of an athlete and a model American. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> – he, he, and he's the one that was doing all the crazy stuff at like the official visit, like that posted while he was in the Woody on his Twitter page, like m- him and Michigan clothing or Michigan something. And at the time, we're all just like, and I mean, obviously it got removed pretty quick. So I'm pretty sure the coaching staff pulled him aside and be like, hey, listen, dude, I don't know what you're showing or not, but don't be posting stuff about Michigan while you're here in Ohio State visit. You trying to get killed in here, boy? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and then you see him later uh, wearing like some Michigan stuff. While and it, it, there's no secret, you know, he's from Springfield, and you know that's where Braxton Miller's from, and you know his whole family, including his dad, is big Ohio State fan. But you know, apparently, I mean, he was really wanting and thinking he was probably going to go to Michigan, and then. You know, the visit happened uh, at Ohio State and talking with Bryce West and the, another cornerback commit that we got from Ohio and um, just kind of sit and think on it. You know, we ended up pulling out the win and he ends up trolling Michigan pretty bad on his reveal video. Uh, did you see the reveal video? Oh, yeah, dude. I had I watched it like 25 times. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. And Michigan fans are losing their minds online and you know how they are. It's, you know. You know how I I can explain Michigan fans, right? It's like someone that's never won something or rarely won something, they finally do, and it's like they don't know how to handle some success, so they act completely obnoxious. And that's exactly what they've done. Because, I mean, they've now won, sure, two in a row. Are they the top dogs in the Big Ten? Probably, as of now, you have to give it to them for winning the Big Ten outright the last two years. But... Besides those last two years, they haven't done shit in the last 20. So there's kids, I mean, that were born and had never seen, besides that crazy 2011 year, pretty much never seen a Michigan win. And now they all of a sudden get a couple wins and they think they, they're they hot shit. And, I mean, go get your doors blown off by Georgia and TCU in the playoff, you know. Jesus Christ. Dude, Michigan's trash. The coaches are trash. All the women are prostitutes. It's a terrible place to live. They have. I won't no even water. stop and get gas in the state, just like Woody. <laughs> I I'll just, push it across the line. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. You know what? I don't want to talk about. It. Now I'm just starting to get this. But yeah, this is supposed to be recruitment we're discussion, Jesus anyways. But Christ. you know, you know what, dude? You got me excited about talking about this Michigan crap, and now it's like all I, all I want to do is I want to I want to shit all over him. I guess. Yeah, you have to. Anyways, you have to. Um, but anyways, Aaron Scott, Ju- Aaron Scott, Aaron Jr. Scott Jr. Yes, he he's great he's get, very dude. Important get. And we've really suffered in the defensive backfield the last handful of years. So bolstering, uh, you know, the cornerback position and our safety position is something really important that, you know, hopefully is going to continue to be a thing. I mean, luckily, both of these recruits were from Ohio and you really hope to keep the Ohio kids. But, you know, we also got another quarterback from Arizona, Miles Lockhart. I mean, he's going to be. Uh, more of that nickel uh, corner, nickel safety, kind of that hybrid. Um, but we have a really good class coming in for the defensive backfield. The only problem is we're starting to miss out on our defensive line. Yeah, I know you're talking about Dylan Stewart, um, you know, who recently actually we didn't get. He went to South Carolina. Why? I don't know why, but he went to South Carolina. Um, yeah, that's a huge miss, man. 
Um, and, and, you know, like what you and I talked briefly earlier when I was mowing the grass about, you know, one of the things that's kind of been missing as a key centerpiece of this defense is is like a Chase Young or a Joey Bosa type uh, player, um, a guy that we feel can can fill that role. And we just haven't really had that lately. So when you well, miss an elite recruits, pass rusher, an elite pass rusher. Now, I understand. And we talked and you told me, I mean, that Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, those are some generational talented players like they're Those type of players are not even in every class. Or, you know, one in every class that you can find. So I understand. It's not like I'm expecting to get a Chase Young every year. But if you really think about it, you know, since Chase Young's left, our defensive line has just been kind of, hmm, you know? And I think for the first time this year, our D-line expectations are actually the highest they've been. And rightfully so. Jack Sawyer finally playing the position he's supposed to right on the defensive line. JTT opposite him. Kenyatta Jackson pushing for starting time. It looked really good. Uh, Michael Hall Jr., Taron Vincent. I mean, tons of uh, big boy experience in the interior line. Like, our D-line's going to be great. The problem is we're probably going to be losing a handful of those players at the end of this season. And the last couple of years, we do not have any five-star defensive ends. I worry that we're going to go down another rabbit hole of what if seasons just because there's a certain position group that lags behind. See, and here's the part where you and I are going to flip roles for once. I'm really not worried about it. And I'll tell you the truth, man. The more that we get these big time recruits, dude, they're going to come. The rest are going to come. They're going to come. Like said, we were just talking about Aaron Scott Jr. You know what he said as soon as he's as soon as he uh, accepted Ohio State uh, recruitment or, you know, committed. He said, you know what I'm doing? I'm trying to bring everybody. And I think that's a narrative, dude. Kids want to do that. They want to bring kids that they've been in these, you know, Army All-American games with and made friends with. They want to bring them together. They want to try to build something together. And I think, dude, that's that's going to happen. I think Ohio State recruits itself. But the more big recruits we keep getting, and if our defense improves enough here in the next year or so, Jim Knowles proves his worth here in Columbus, dude, I'm not worried. I, I agree to an extent. I mean, I think one thing that kind of gets like misinterpreted is that it's all about recruiting rankings and blue trip ratio and your, what's your range of four or five star compared to other teams. That definitely does matter. And I think it matters more than it probably doesn't matter. I don't know how what I'm trying to say there. But at the end of the day, though, I mean – Look at what Iowa does with very few four- and five-star on defense. Look at what Wisconsin does with very few four- and five-star on defense. Look at what Illinois has just done. I mean, if you can get the right kids in the system with good coaching, and I do believe that Jim Knowles is an excellent defensive coordinator, you know, just now coming into his second year, I do agree that we can get by without, uh, you know, the elite talent. But – it's still going to be a difference maker when you are then going up against Georgia, Alabama. No, I'm not saying we're going to get by without the elite talent. I'm saying the elite talent's going to come. I mean, it's going to come. I, I will agree with you. Ohio State is always going to be able to recruit just based upon their name, regardless. I mean, it's one of the very few programs in the entire country in the history of college football that has been as relevant. In the history, because, I mean, if you look at all these other programs and especially over the last 20 years, they have not been relevant like Ohio State has over the entire span of college football. I mean, 
I'm not trying to go all the way back into the you know 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. But I mean, it's legitimate. Like Ohio State is a brand almost like not any other, and that's why they are involved with Michigan in the greatest rivalry because of the brands. And especially, dude, when it's successful. Right. Now, I'm not I mean, saying that Ohio State football hasn't been successful. We have, and you know, well, that's the thing. Spoiled. They they have been the most consistently successful team in the entire country over the entire span. Yes, but I would I would also say that in the past, let's say, seven years, our defense has not been exactly what we expected it to be. Now, there's been flashes, like 2019 year and stuff like that, but it has not in whole been what it was. It, so, would even, it even had flashes last year in, in bits and pieces until we got to the end of the year. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. So, I but I just think that once it returns to that level, and I think we're we're headed there uh, with the big gets we're getting. But I'm just saying, once it gets there, I think we're going to see that success again. Yeah, so for those of you that may not know, I mean, we still do have the number two ranked uh, recruiting class for the year of 2024, uh, just right behind Georgia. And we're not that far behind Georgia. Georgia's up there because they have maybe one more five-star, which they'll get a few more. But if you look at average rankings, our average ranking is actually a little bit higher than Georgia's. Now, that could change a little bit, but, you know, Georgia also is going to get, like, 30 some kids in this class and we're basically only at 20 so they're going to be pulling more kids in so they're just stockpiling them but you know in the grand scheme of things the number two class in the country is nothing to sniff at the problem the only problem i see in it though is that those numbers are skewed a little bit because most of our numbers that are kicking it up so higher are on the offensive side of the football Mm -hmm. well hey man this is great conversation um I think we need to wrap this one up. And I'm going to tell you this right out there right now, Buckeye. What the hell was I just saying? We're changing our format a little bit, okay? Our plan is to put out more episodes uh, that are a little bit shorter so that everybody can enjoy them on their work drives and everything like that. You know, we want to keep them in the 30, 35-minute range so that people can listen to the entire thing and move on to the next one. So our goal is more content and less lengthy episodes. So that's what we're doing here. Like I said, we have plenty of stuff to talk about. We're going to be doing a ton of episodes and getting them out there before football season so everybody can get pumped up. Um, that's kind of the 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 motivation for this now. We're going to be a lot more consistent. Plan on trying to put out maybe two a week. Um, and, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy that. It seems to be what everybody's asking for, so I think that's what we're going to try. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, like I said, more episodes. Uh, last time we got so much stuff to talk about. We're going to be talking about Michigan. We're going to talk about Harbaugh. We're going to be talking about Ohio State. Uh, we're going to be talking about the schedule coming up, man, and some upcoming rumors that I heard today uh, that I'm probably going to uh, discuss here in the next episode. But uh, anyways, Davis, if you don't have anything else, tell them where they can find us. All right, guys, as always, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Heart Radio, Spotify, Amazon Music, all the major streaming services. Um, we do have a Facebook page and Twitter as well. So if you'd like to give us a follow, give us a shout, we'd appreciate that. Uh, we really do enjoy you guys listening. Um, yeah, I mean, football's like, like a month away guys. So only a few more weeks. So just hold on. It's almost there. And I know you're excited. I know we're excited. I mean, here's to the upcoming season until next time, guys go bucks. Oh, H.